take the sacks, but we're blowing a smoke down. My nose leaning on the ground, so I ain't seen no asphalt in about 10 miles. Riding dirty in a What's up, man? What's up, dude? How we doing? <clears throat> I'm shitty today. <laughs> shitty? <laughs> I'm in a fucking mood. You don't seem like you're doing no, shitty. Oh, you just give me a minute. <laughs> we got our boy Anthony back on. We do. What up? Super good dude, man. You guys know him from the financial world. We've talked a lot about the financial world. We're going to cover a little bit of that. Hey, that's my sponsorship. There we go. <laughs> they Sorry, don't... It, was, it was right in front of Anthony's or oh, was <laughs> right it? in front of his face. Yeah, yeah. All, oh. good. all good. All good. We still, oh, got, we still got, got the sponsors in there. I got you. I got you. So we had a podcast with him before. We talked about some financials and just yeah. life insurance, all of that stuff. So if you guys have mm-hmm. questions on just life insurance and what he does, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about that today too. But like, what I really want to get into is just like the the business transition of it all, of like what got you to it, how it's working, everything that you're personally deciding to invest in, whether it's vehicles, properties, whatever it is. And like, I just want to kind of jam out on how you're building it, mm-hmm. decisions you're making people, opportunities, what you thought was an opportunity, not an opportunity, like all of the good stuff, man, that we all go through as far as like just obstacles in business mixed in with some practitioner stuff, but more so not that too much today, but just, I want more of the story behind what you're doing right now. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you guys, maybe not watching on uh video, Anthony is not your typical finance guy. No, he's, he's built. He's tatted. He, he uh, spends all your money on cigarettes, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he spends all your money on cigarettes and those stuffed animal machines inside of like Claw the Grizzly Rose. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. I'm good there at those fuckers. Go. You don't no. actually smoke, though, do you? No. no. Okay. And that's what's interesting, right? Is like I um I guess my look is expected because I, I have a military background, mm. but when people don't quite know that. Why I love video, and like, this will be just, this is always one of my nuggets. Why I, why I love video <clears throat> is it just gives people the second best opportunity to know I can trust you, right? So when we have our YouTube channel yeah, that we get a ton of clients from over Instagram, like and you're hearing us speak, you're seeing our kids, whatever it may be, but you're also seeing that I'm, I'm tattooed or whatever it may be. And if you decide to call from our channel, yeah, you're okay with us. Same yeah. thing on Instagram, like people that I coach, mm-hmm. I maybe you kind of, you kind of know you a chance to see what me. to expect. Yep. Yep. Not just visually, but when I articulate on video or I write something, there's mm-hmm. there's something great. I know you're diving a lot into social media. You and I have been talking a lot about that. Yep. Is there any obstacles you have, like, in the financial world as far as, like, visually what you look like? Or because of, like, no, just the warmth of being a, a, a lineman? Yeah, that's no, been helpful. Okay. Um, I'd say coming from the lineman world and blue collar, that transition, that was my instant market I went to. And then by doing that, it was like, okay, cool. I started branching out slowly from there from referrals of people who knew linemen. So if a lineman referred me to somebody in the medical field, she already knew the guy in alignment. So it was a very easy, seamless, slow trans- transition. It wasn't like I'm reaching out to people, um, cold calling people, and then they finally see me. It's like, oh, fuck, what's this guy like? You know, yeah. it was very slow and organic and warm. Um, and it worked. I mean, life insurance is cool, man. And I'm just going to say just from, just from my own personal opinion, but like, the way you can use life oh, insurance. Yeah. But then in addition to that, we've seen it in the military. We've seen it across other trades. You know, like when like the GoFundMe comes yeah, out and shit. you're trying to get, mm-hmm. and like I donate. I do too. Whatever, I don't, but it's like, man, to see someone give a dollar or $10 because you're going through this you're super begging. heartbreaking yeah. situation while also trying to just raise some money for something versus like, that could be one thing you just don't have to worry about during that time. And you can focus on family yeah, or whatever. It's so going inexpensive. On. It's not, it's like guys, Guys in the trade, they spend that money on gas station burritos. Yeah. You know I mean, that for, for a monthly amount. Dude. It's so inexpensive. What you was know? the best gas station burrito? Oh, fuck. 
This is a graveyard cop talking to the a fucking guy, lineman. D- d- depending yeah. on how drunk I was the night Not before. Not on the job. You're talking, okay. The night it, before. Got it. The almost, the drunker I was, the better that burrito tasted. I, it wasn't even a gas station burrito. It was um, either Rico's or Gomez was always good, though. Those are pretty From good. From Commerce City area. You're better off than me. I was going to say yeah. 7-Eleven. No. Th- okay, those are the really drunk nights. <sighs> then it's like, it just saves your life if you have them. You guys ever get a piece of pizza from 7-Eleven? Oh, that's the worst. Dude, it's great because you don't like it. <laughs> you so hold bad. it above your mouth and you drink the oil yeah. in your mouth before you take a bite. Drink yeah. the oil. I don't think I've ever had one. It's so fucking bad. You're kosher. Yeah, I've had, well, no, I've had like 7-Eleven hot dogs. I just don't have, have pizza. Yeah. I'd rather just. Did you have the regular or did you have like their all beef, like their bigger one? Real question, real question. Don't, Don't get my, weird. My mom might see this. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all no. beef just to be safe. Okay, all so beef. you had that one. Okay, there we go. How far? Like, how big of a bite did you take? Uh, <laughs> little, just a. Did little. you bite like half of it off? Mm, just inch okay. max. So you did, did you bite any of it? So I you, licked it for a long time. <laughs> so you're getting nothing. You're just getting the aftertaste. <laughs> just like sucking the juice off of this. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. What, he see, puts it back on the roller. So <laughs> what I'm getting, like, you ever want your wife to try something and she's like, no. And you're like, just try it. And they try the smallest bite. And you're like, dude, you're just getting aftertaste. You can't even. Yeah. But if you couldn't get the whole thing down your throat, I just don't know if you're getting like. The, their hot dogs are bomb. I've not tried their pizza. Deal. Yeah. 7-Eleven was definitely not good. But. No. I have a funny story about 7-Eleven. You guys will like this. Sure. Dating my significant other, right? Mm. And this is when I was still at Fit Republic. Comedy was growing, but like, dude, we were, there's a lot of money going out. And like, I was sure. having to be tight with money because I was yeah. bad with money back then. And I told her that, hey, we just got to slow down. We were spending like two grand a month on food and dumb shit. Yeah. 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 She's like, yeah, cool. No problem. Great. And then not even a week later, her friends want to go out to some rich downtown place. I was like, hey. That's pretty game <laughs> first, huh? And she was like, she was like, nope, it's okay. Like, I got it. I can cover it. I got it. I was like, hey, that's cool. And we had been dating long enough where, like, that was now acceptable. Sure. Hey, no problem. Cool. So we're going out that night. And she's like, oh, dang it. And I go, what? And she's like, oh, I forgot to transfer, like, money from, like, my one account to this other account where my debit card is. And I'm just like, can't you do that 24 hours? <laughs> but I'm not tech savvy now. So I'm like, all right, I got it. Right. So we get there. I'm ordering a salad. No chicken. Mm. Not even chicken on it. They're ordering steaks, buddy. Yeah. And they're getting their wine. And I'm just like sulking. Fucking sulking. These steaks come out. They're like as big as a penny. Weird sauce on it, right? This fancy restaurant. Sounds delicious. Actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was great. No. They complained about the Oh, really? Bro, uh, it was just My not... salad sucks, but I knew my salad was going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> this steak. $40 plates. Like, it just... Everyone was still hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It wasn't that good. Now they want to go to this place called Go Fish. Sushi after a... F- yeah. It was like a bite of steak. It's like yeah. those real fans, but it just wasn't yeah, done yeah. right. So whatever reason, no one liked their... So we're going to Go Fish. And on the way, she's like, hey, can you... Can we stop by and just get something? He's like, I'm still hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, cool. There's a 7-Eleven. And she's like, cool. Can you... You know, can you just grab me a, like uh, a hot dog? And I'm like, yeah, cool. So like, I grab her like a hot dog and a bag of onions. So I think I spent four dollars, yeah. three dollars, yeah. and we're dry. And then we start going. To, we start driving down Broadway. You didn't grab anything for you? No, no, no I'm broke. <laughs> I want to eat something, brother. <laughs> brother, she starts eating this hot dog, and she was like, "Oh, this is so good!" Oh, just fuming. And I'm like, <laughs> the irony yeah. of what four dollars is doing for you right now after you just did what you did to me in that restaurant. I literally was like, "Yeah, mm, she's the one." Yeah, this is this is who I'm gonna be with. This is uh this is my future. Oh, dude, and she's great. It's it's a funny story. Yeah. Um, that I always like to like look back and laugh at, and 
reminisce about 7-Eleven yeah. hot dogs. 7-Eleven. Getting back to what you're doing, right, with financial. Yeah. You're also investing in exotic cars and doing that for rentals. What else are you investing your own time into? Uh, real estate still. You know, I still think that long-term, that's the move. And I haven't found much else to replicate that. Um, as far as wealth building, um, that, the cars. Going to start getting into some buy and hold of exotic cars. Um, old, like, you know, Testarossas, uh, SLS, stuff that's sure. going to appreciate. What's giving you that time? Because you have your financial business, right? So. Mm-hmm. For all the entrepreneurs that are listening, not just people that could do, you know, financial yeah. stuff with you, but just from the framework of entrepreneurship, like, yeah. like, with, like for example, just to load this up, Elon and I have scaled our business pretty far, but sure. that came with transaction coordinators, it came with VAs, it comes with regular assistants. Have you replaced yourself in some aspect in your business so far with an yes. assistant or with a, other people, mm-hmm. you know, in the field, on your team, doing some of the grunt work? Yeah, the first thing I did when I switched over to Penn Mutual was hire an assistant. So first you're at Penn thing. Mutual now. Yes. Got it. Yep. First thing I did was hire an assistant. Like, you know what? This is a fresh start. We're already going crazy. Let's make it to where I can sustain and keep going. Right. And that's the first thing I did. Yeah. Because I had a kind of an assistant before at Northwestern, but it was kind of a, it was like, here, you're doing good. You're doing a lot of volume. We're going to sign one person to handle all your shit. Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't my assistant. Was it, was it yours? My, it was no. the office yeah. assistant. Yeah. And it was very much so like nine to five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't call her at you know, whatever time it was, 501, she's already, you know, yeah. checking out. I need someone that's like, hey, you may have a slow period throughout the day. Yeah. You may do whatever you want to. I don't care. You can do it. That's fine. But if I need but you. If I need you at 8 o'clock at night, I expect yep. you there. Yep. I've yep. always yep. been like that for our agents. Like if somebody calls me at 9 o'clock at night, here's my rule. Hey, you're an adult. Yep. You know it's 9 o'clock. I know it's 9 o'clock. It, if it, I know that you know it's 9 o'clock then, then, and you're calling me, it must be important. Yep. Yep. And I'm going to give you benefit of doubt that it's important. So yep. I'm going to answer. But just make sure that it's important. Yep. yep. And same thing with my meetings. A lot of my meetings because of my clientele are in the evening. Yeah. So middle of my day is pretty slow. Um, it always has been. So middle of my day is kind of Minus time. hitting the fucking gym with like a 1,000 pound reps. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's, that's the gym time, right? And, that's, yeah. and, and then it's like maybe there's a nap in there because I have to go work and then have a meeting and then go to a club to meet some clients that are new to me now. So what does your assistant do for you specifically now that you appreciate so much more than where you were at? Like what, what value? Cause and, and the reason why I'm asking this question is we struggle when we coach, we struggle when we're on stage speaking, people letting go of certain aspects of their business. Yeah. Even though they know everyone's told them that's done it, it will scale you. Yes. yes you're going to have to train that person. Yes. There's going to be a couple yeah. of headaches. Yes. There's a gap here that you got to close. Eli's great at that dude. He's been doing that for us for a long time. But they, even though they know in the back of their mind, it's gonna. That's the one thing that they yeah. got to do to get their time back. They still don't it's do that it. Power struggle or, or finance. You want to pay the money. I think for it's it. limiting. I think it. I yeah. think it's like you're you're you've got this control issue, right? Sure. It's like, hey, you're not developing as a leader, yeah. right? Like leaders should be un, be able to understand skill sets in people, and delegate, and, and yeah. But understanding that person's strengths mm-hmm. and weaknesses, and then putting them in a position to win. Sure. So if I've got an assistant, it's like I got to be able to identify the right one. Yep. And I got to give them the right thing. Like we do, we've got four VAs. Mm-hmm. Eli is great at identifying skill set and then giving them what the things on their is. plate yeah. that they're great at. Sure. So we're setting them up to win. And there's still training that's involved. But like that, it's like if you can't let go and have an assistant or other people involved in your business, but you have the ambition to grow it, you're super limiting and you're not growing into that leadership yeah. role. Yeah, she does a lot of um, like we'll have a meeting in a Zoom meeting. She's taking notes. So I'm not disengaged by taking notes. 
Um, what I've found is an early on, I was very good at. So my, when you're on the Zoom yep. with a potential client yep. and they're wanting to do insurance with you, yep. you're engaging, you're teaching, yep. you're leading. She's taking yep. the notes, just exactly. to be clear. And, yep. she, and she's filling out the CRM and all that yeah. crap. Oh, all CRM's stuff, great. Sure. I want to get to that too. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. doing all that stuff. And, and, and I was telling him earlier, um, what she's doing with the CRM and what I want her to do with my future podcast is like, I want her to learn all that and I'm going to keep doing my thing. And when she gets out so far in front, she can turn around and teach me that slowly mm-hmm. and I can keep my business going the same way. That's what's been great. Yeah. So like with the note taking, right? I take moderate notes. I can refer back to my notes, understand what I meant, but it takes away from the conversation. And I do so well. My close rate on a Zoom meeting is phenomenal. It's, it's probably, people would probably be astonished at how well I do. Mm-hmm. It's what I have to well, slow look at down. You. And when I, Are like, you like threatening people on a Zoom <laughs> no, call? Not just relatable. Like, listen. <laughs> No, I, I'm very relatable. You're going to get I, life I insurance with me or you're going to need it. Cause I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> like, Man, that's what like is great, it? It's being very relatable on yeah. something that is sometimes is very uh, misunderstanding. It's like, what do you mean you can use this as a tool, right? So yeah. I make that relatable. And then, so I do well just talking to people and pretty much just fucking raw dogging it. Just no, no script, just going for it versus mm-hmm. being on a script, trying to keep this, taking some notes. Where was I? It, it fucks me up. I'm not framework. Yeah. yeah, we do. We do a lot with like what we would call framework. Sure. Yeah. Of just understanding the concept and the order of operations that we want to cover. And also the conversation but specific to them. Yes. You're going to have questions. They're yes. going to have scenarios or situations that like are just different, but it's still within the framework of insurance. It's yeah. still within the framework of like for us, real estate. Yeah. Everybody's got different needs, exactly. different circumstances. Every Everybody situation is re- different. But when people receive information differently as well. Too. So no matter how different every meeting is, it's yep. still within the framework of. Yeah, real estate, 100%. And so by me having her take the notes and then I could keep on doing my thing, be more personable on the meeting, it just makes my success go higher. Then it's the follow-up stuff too. Like, hey, um, reach out to so-and-so. They've already done this part and this part. Now they have to, they missed a signature on a document. Her reaching out to that client and taking five minutes keeps me keep going in my in my lane. But all the little things that distract you your day-to-day, she's able to mop that up. And it doesn't yeah. take her much time. It wouldn't take me much time. Mm-hmm. It's the distraction. It's like looking at your phone. You might look at your phone for five minutes, but just derailed your entire train of thought. And it was five minutes, but yeah. it derailed everything. And I like that you're not having to be the like housekeeper for yes. your clients. <clears throat> you're involved on the major decisions. You, yep. you kind of maintain that respect and authority yes. versus, um, excuse me, sir. You didn't sign this little piece of the paper, yep. right? Yeah. Like that's, that's Does good. she communicate a lot with your clients? She does. And yeah. I, that's why I want her on the meeting. So they see the face to the person who's going to call. Mm-hmm. Is she like super tatted like you too? No, she's not. She has some tattoos. She's not buff and tatted. She's pretty. It helps. It helps that she's pretty. And she's very soft. She's, she's got opposite of me, right? I can come off a certain way, but then if they see me with her, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's not a monster. He can, this, this young pretty girl can tolerate him enough. She they don't, they don't see bad. the chains on her feet. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> the orange jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> No, soft she, skills are hard, man. Yeah, soft skills I'm are developing. hard. I'm developing. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I mean, I'm definitely softer now than I was when I first left. You know, what I mean, it's it's, it's learning what you just uh, developing a skill. It's all skill, right? It's all skill, but then you got to care. I talk to this. I talk about this. With I definitely care. I, mean, I know you care. That's yeah. the best. And for me, I care as well because even though, yeah. like, hey, this is real estate, we talk about volume and transactions that we do great, but it's service based, and I come from. So do you? I come from service based. Yep. So with all the skill set and the grind that's required, I still feel like I've got an intimate relationship and I've got and I've gotten really good at soft skills. Yeah. Because I care about my delivery or overall experience with our clients. If you don't care, 
Right. Eventually things will frustrate you and you're going to be very one dimensional in how you communicate or come off. And it's, yeah. it's like, take it or leave it. Mm. And you're just not going to scale or be a great leader if you right. can't understand soft skills. Yeah. That's what I'm developing and getting better at. And then I get compliments. I get, I mean, people are like, Hey man, you're so humble. Nice job. We got to get that. some guys that hate you. I feel like we just got to get them in front of some. I'm going to start. Trust me. There's dude, plenty. Dude, there's plenty, plenty out there somewhere. <laughs> they're out there. They're out there. I'm going to start like setting up calls. And oh, then, like, having God. people, like, just give their um, some examples. I don't think like, that'd be very hard to do. Fake. There's probably a line around the door. No, probably not, man. Like, we, we've talked about that before as well of, like, we just don't have a lot of haters. So either we're just not yeah. as big as I think we are or a lot of people know the intent or they're just maybe not saying I, I, I think misunderstood would be bigger or more accurate, mm. not, not hater, right? People that actually understand me and get me, the closer they get to me, they, they get it. But from an outside looking in, it could, it could appear that, you know, this Lambo is flashy or he's being a dickhead because he's he's flexing this. I'm not flexing anything. I'm trying to show he you. He parked right next to my Lambo. I saw. Cool he I fucking tried to flex on me, bro. Nice. I took a picture. Yeah. yeah. See? Cool it's it's one of those things, though. Like, if there's a, another Lamborghini in the parking lot, you probably have you to. You kind of have like, to, right? You know? Do you? Yeah. Now I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to race? <laughs> I'm going to fucking... I'm gonna, I'm gonna park fucking closer. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. No, man, I, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. I feel People like the closer. It's not. It's not a. I had to get better with that because I, I would yeah. try to explain myself a lot to people. Right. And this, the reality is, the closer people got to us, the more and more I understood them and they understood us. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, man. And then that's just finding your tribe. Yeah. So now, like, there are certain ways of communication. We were talking about this with coaching, right? Like, how I literally like try to give you a reason to not coach with me. Sure. But if I'm being hard on you or stern, whatever it is, if I'm trying to find a crack, something, it's a filter for me. Oh, yeah. Right? And, like, there's certain things that I'll just do within conversation or text, whatever it may be, to just see. Like, for example, if people want, um, like, sometimes I'll offer it. No one's ever asked for it. But if I'm just not quite there with someone where I'm like, man, like, hey, I could coach this guy, but I see some reasons why we wouldn't be a great fit. And one-on-one elite coaching, man, that's a relationship. You got to have that trust and you got to be able to tell each other the truth, right? So you've got to have a good connection. And if I'm not quite there with the guy, like it could go this way, it could go that way. I will offer, Hey, would you like to call some, some of my clients and just get a better, a better grasp Mm -hmm. as far as like what we do and how it goes about. And both people I did that with it, they said, yes, one, I coach one, I don't coach. What I love about that is they don't actually know that that's a filter for me. Sure. Right. So they're just like, Oh, cool. They think the ball's in their court and he's going to let me go interview more people Mm -hmm. to see if he's good enough for me per se. Yep. And then you'll have behaviors like 20 minutes. So I give them three referrals, four referrals. You schedule a call with somebody 20 minutes before the call, they cancel it Hmm. or they don't show up to the call or when they're on the call, they're just talking about, well, if I'm spending this much, how how much am I getting back? I hear all of this yeah. from the people I, I gave yeah. them to refer. And I hit the guy up and I said, hey, man, I'm not going to be a good fit for you. And he was a little surprised. And I said, look, here's what you did on first guy. And then here's what you talked about with the next three. If you're using three different people to ask the same fucking, like you're just, you're super limited and you've, you've got one thing on your mind. And it's not that money doesn't matter. Everybody I coach makes more money. Yeah. Right. It's it's established. It's almost like you don't have to have the conversation once you realize where they're at scale scale wise. Mm -hmm. But you've got one thing on your mind to the point to where I think you're one dimensional and you'll refuse to grow because you're just looking for the next fix. And I'm trying to build a business for you. 
I'm not trying to give you another bump off your fucking key. Right. But some guys are in that mindset, right? And it's like, man, that's going to be limiting. You've got one thing on your mind. And as much as you expect, look at how you fucking gaffed people off and didn't make a call or you were late. Yeah. Cool. So for those reasons, I'm out. And like, it'll surprise them. And it's like, yeah, that's how hard I go in the paint. Try, like, I try to get you not to work with me. I try to find a reason to say no, because if I can't, we're in good shape, right? Like, for example, our, uh, our clients, we literally tell our buyers during a buyer presentation, and we remind them along the way, every opportunity they can legally fall out of contract and receive their earnest money back on a home. And realtors give us the weirdest look when we explain this. Yeah. And it's like, listen, man, if we're knowingly and willingly passing each phase and get to the actual closing table of a home, it must have been a great home for you. It must yeah. have been a great fit, and there's yeah. no buyer's remorse. Like, you don't use that stuff to scare people. It's like, hey, here's where, we've, here's where we've got opportunity. Here's where we can express our rights. And guess what? Very few have ever had to do that. Sure. But it's good that, they're, that they know they're that, aware right? It, so yeah. like, I do the same thing for myself with coaching. Dude. Like, you ever filter yourself away from certain people? or yeah. You ever dive in and make a mistake on an opportunity like it wasn't a good opportunity or a person wasn't a good person? Definitely. Yeah, Definitely. What, do, what do you got for that? So the rental, the cars, the rental cars. So when I bought those cars, I thought I was talking to some people that was renting them out. Like the numbers they promised me for these cars were going to be crazy. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's going to be good money. I might be my primary income. That's, that's good money. So I buy them. I put them out in. Uh, How much did I tell you'd make a month on a car for a Huracan? For the Huracan, I was like 20 grand a month. You know, I was like, I'll buy 10 of them. Fuck. So I did. I bought two. So yeah. I bought two. I bought a Huracan and a, and a Urus. And, um, and then I get to Vegas. That's where the car's going to go in Las Vegas. Get there. And, and then while I'm in Vegas, the first week where the cars get delivered, I'm like, hmm, there's a McLaren sitting there too. There's a Bentley there. So I can buy a Bentley and a McLaren. So I'm in, in two weeks, I buy four cars, all badass cars. Yeah. And get them rented out, get them going. And none of them are doing what they were supposed to do. You know, they're covering the, the, the payment on them, and they're doing okay, but it's like, I don't need to see them to cover the payment. They're a depreciating asset. It's going to go yeah. to zero. What type just of payment did you have on these? Like normal five-year, seven-year, 10-year? Yeah, no, just regular five-year payment, yeah. 60 months. Um, but okay, this isn't working. So, again, a pivot. Like, this is cool. There's value here, but maybe not here. Maybe not Vegas. You look around, there's maybe a saturated market or whatever it was, right? And people so are going to beat the shit out of that car. Mm -hmm. So I ship them up to San Francisco. Different company better um, uh, infrastructure in the company and bigger company. So I'm like, all right, cool. This is going. They do better. But what I learned, I had a lot of clients in Las Vegas, still do. What I learned was when I was in Vegas, I'd get in my Huracan and I'd drive around Vegas in my Huracan. And people would see me in that car and take me more credible, take me more serious. Like, oh, there's some currency here. I didn't re recognize there was. I just thought it was this cool driving Huracan. It's fucking cool. People, you know, who wouldn't want to? Yeah, I was kind of looking at it as a more vacationary thing and like, oh, cool. While I'm in town for the weekend, I can drive my car. This is cool. People saw me in that, recognized me, heard me, took me serious. There's validation to it. You can't fake it. You know, whether the reason I bought those or whatever you can say is you, I bought them. Yeah. And, and, and you can't take away from anybody. So you buy them. It's legit. Um, so I, I lost that when I shipped them to San Francisco, but I didn't recognize it until they're already in San Francisco. And I'm like, I kind of lost that now. So they weren't doing great in San Fran. I'm like, fuck it. Ship them to Denver. At least I'll have them in my backyard. I'll rent them out locally. They may not do as well, but now I'm driving my Huracan every day locally in my own backyard, and now it's and that's what's been taken off. Yeah. So that's the pivot. Now I'm in a spot where do I sell some that aren't going to be rented, or do I just rent them locally on Turo? I'm still kind of in a spot with that, undecided yet. But me driving that Huracan around or that McLaren around, 
I'm in whole different markets and in, in, in uh, circles now than I ever was before. I have a whole new client base because of it. Yeah. Just being in that circle, just talking to that guy about cars, about watches, about it's a whole different world. And it's like, oh, that's cool. And didn't know I, I wasn't doing it on purpose. I wasn't trying to just sneak my way in anything. It was a natural, slow, organic process, yeah. and it's doing really well for me. I feel like Tony looks like a guy in San Diego, all tatted <laughs> up with like Lamborghinis and pit bulls in his backyard. <laughs> oh, I see it. He's like, yeah, I got two Lambos in my backyard. Like, what do you mean backyard? Like, chained in up my with backyard. your fucking dogs? Yeah. What are you trailer, talking about? Trailer park? I can yeah. see it. Yeah. I can see it. You don't put He's him in like a that. nice garage, climate control. I mean, they're in my, I, mean, I got two of them in my garage. Yeah. Well, yeah. Deion Sanders has one of mine right now. Yeah. Yeah. He has got the, uh, does he drive it okay? Or do you not know? I don't know. I haven't seen it. You don't check, you don't do checkups on the car? I do a little bit. He's only had it for six weeks. Yeah. So it's going good. Do you get it? Do you get a check on your car? Mm hmm. You just have to like, is it like a landlord? You got to give him 72 hours this. notice? I'll, or I'll tell you this. It's the whole, that whole market, that whole industry is not what I thought it was. Not thrilled with it at all. Um, I'm probably taking all my cars back pretty soon. Even yeah. the one he's got, just the company I'm with right now. I'm just not thrilled. And you know, I vetted him. I thought was okay. And then I, you get into these circles. You talk to guys who know these people like, Oh, you're with him. Yeah. They kind of give you that look like, Oh, Okay. Then things start happening, like oh, that makes more sense, and then just like the things. people you're with to broker the cars, or what do you mean? The, the company, yeah, they're brokering the cars. <laughs> There's out like drama jam. between these companies, it's or what? Not, it's not even in the companies. They're like body shops or mechanic shops. They've dealt with these guys, mm. or one guy I'm working with now, he used to be a partner with them. He goes, and he's yeah. like, hey man, they beat the shit out of these I, cars. I have to, I've, I've caught that guy joyriding. Customers have caught him joyriding their shit, mm. and I have GPS on, on it too, and I've seen it. Which in the beginning it's okay. You got to take it home for the night because whatever. It's I get that. That's part of it. And you're driving around. It's marketing. Kind there's, of. There's levels to that though, right? Um, so what I'm learning about the whole industry is just like, you know, I'm not trying to rag on anybody, but like it's not. Uh, I yeah. Don't, I don't know. <coughs> when you're doing the math, it's like, hey, how much money yeah. a month do I make on these these cars? Okay, I make this much. Okay, but if I just brought the car back and yep. used it for my own gain, how much could I just go make that money plus exactly. on myself by just the relationships that I'm gaining? And that's the pivot I had to make, and I'm glad I did. And that's like way yeah. that's worth way more currency than than me renting them out. I twin-turboed mine just to get away from everybody. I know. See, mine's not all-wheel drive. <laughs> mine, mine wouldn't hook up. <laughs> no, I'm being funny. You know, no, because I have, I have one as well, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's fun, man. The funnest part for me is kiddos. Yes, I was going to get to that point. Dude, yeah. kiddos don't have an ego yet. They don't have insecurities. They don't have judgment. These little kiddos, right? Like, there's it. a there's a, a, a trunk or treat tonight I'm going to try to make. Mm -hmm. And they just light up and love it, and it's Dude. cool. Because, like, you're making it possible for them, mm -hmm. right? Like, now, the other reason, like, why I have it is, like, yeah, man, like, I've been driving cars and visualizing my life and driving by big homes since I was 16. Mm -hmm. If I'm still I driving still the... Right, so yeah. if I'm still driving the same car... Yep. As when I was 16, clearly it's not working. Yep. Like it was important for me. Like Eli will tell you, cause I had an R8. I've had all sorts of stuff. Like I went ahead and just got the Lambo mm -hmm. because that was the car on the poster as a kid. Yep. If I'd have gotten a McLaren or something else, not that it would have devalued the experience, but it's like for me mentally, it was yep. important to check the box the that was you, open. The exact one you want. Yeah. Check the box. Yeah. Right. Because it just connects the dot. And now when I drive and I, I miss my mom or. I'm just thinking on some shit like today, right? Like the conversation I was having, like I'll probably go for a cruise tonight, right? Yeah. Like it helps me a ton. That's like my active like meditation. And like what I hope adults take from it as well is like, Hey, like this is just me having what I choose to have. And instead of judging it, it's you, what you should realize is it's actually giving permission for you exactly. to have what you should have. It's, it's showing you what's attainable. It's the same reason yeah. I got my hands done for tattoos. This is the point of no return. 
That's mine too, but I was a lineman and I was like, I'll be a lineman forever. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck him. This is like, I could make pretty good money as a lineman. If you die as a lineman and you like die with a Thor hammer on your head, like that guy was a badass. What happened? He got zapped a hundred yards. You're like, fuck, he is Thor. Yeah, but his hand is like actually electric now, like the Thor hammer. That's funny. But when I go talk about it, man, it's like, hey, not only do these things have reasons, you know, like there's little pieces to my hands. Everything means something on my body. You don't have to. That's just my preference. But the reason why the hands were done is, hey, this is point of no return. Oh, this yeah. is like, you've got to be you now, and you've got to run your it's own work. shit. Yeah. yeah, man. Like No one's coming. But it's also me visually <clears throat> giving people permission yeah. to organically be themselves at their highest level. Like, But a lot of folks just don't necessarily see it for what it is. But this, again, like why I love content so much, because the more you can articulate, whether it's this, it's this podcast right now and yeah. people hearing it, or they hear it on social, you know, it's that. You know, and like Eli, he's different. Everybody loves Eli. Oh, not true. Eli has his whole core tatted. True, not true. Eli hides them all, <laughs> but not because he's trying to hide. I understand. Yeah. But you know, like Eli, I've never really asked you like why you did decide, like why you decided to like do your core. Mm-hmm. Eli's got you don't have. I don't want to call it dark. That's the wrong word. Maybe, but he's got some super cool imagination. Super cool, like tattoos on on his core of his body. Yeah. Just cool. He's stuff got abs. Like, we don't have abs. That's the difference. No, yeah, no, but dude, no we could do a we could do like a coconut brown there. We could yeah. do some badass <laughs> shit. Right? Like, but I've never really like asked you like completely like where it all came from and why you wanted it. Not only like the tattoo itself, but like why you got it where you got it. You kind of mentioned something, but we've never really talked about it. Yeah, it's one of those things. I don't have like a grand reason behind it. You know, I I was like part of it is just I always wanted a stomach tattoo. Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, there is definitely an element of Eli that um, for sure comes from insecurity and sensitive ego of my whole life. I've always underplayed. I'd rather underplay and surprise than talk myself up and potentially let people down, you know? What are you trying to say, There's Eli? Def- that's just how I've operated. Like, I'd rather, oh, I suck at this and da-da-da-da-da. And then if I suck at it, Great. I sucked you're, at it. Yeah. If I'm good at it, great. 100%. Sandbag. Yep. 100%. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that, yeah. that that's part of it. And um, with like tattoos, if we're looking at like, just a straight like cool factor, I, to it's me, badass. it's cooler to be like revealing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Eli's like da da da. Yeah. And then the random time you happen to Whoa. see me at a pool or something, like, oh, shit. What I didn't the know. Fuck. A lot cooler than I thought he was. I like yeah. that element of yeah. it. Dude. Um, but to like to, to, so to speak to that. Yeah. Eli had me try ecstasy for the first time a couple of years ago, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was his little virgin cop and Marine that had never tried anything. Sure. So he's like, I'm a Petri dish for him. Okay. He's like, yeah. Ooh, let me drop my drugs in the will. All right. All right. So I tried ecstasy yeah. for the did first he, did time. He know, did you know you were taking it? Yes. Yes. He did. Oh, oh, dude, you don't want that. Cool. Come on. You guys, yeah. No, not me. I appreciate my life. <laughs> out, of all, <laughs> yeah, out of all drug jokes, I get put, it ain't on me. Because I'm too, like, right. you just don't know which way I'm going. Can you imagine this dude running after you on ecstasy? Right. No shit. killed. Brother, not energy. sure which order. I was like, I was so, I was so fucking strong. Yeah, I was shaking the building. Yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I've never done any drugs. Never desired to. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm kind of. I kind of missed that because in high school, I saw all my fellow college or college high school athletes getting in trouble for getting caught with cigarettes, getting caught mm-hmm. drinking, all that. Can't so fuck I, with it. Right. So in, in high school, I was like, well, I don't, wanna, I don't do that. Nope. It's important to me. Out of high school, instantly into a job that was drug testing. Yep. yep. So when I'm getting drug tested and, and dude, you can't, you don't want to be fucked up oh, doing right. that job. But so what was crazy, point, right? Is like, I just, sorry, I missed all of it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And what was crazy is, so he asked me to try it, 
and I've never thought of drugs as like a a productive thing. I've always thought like sure. yeah, crackheads. I was a cop, yeah. right? Yeah. Very narrow minded. And so he had me try it. Well, here's what was cool. As I was like on it, rolling per se, we did one pills like baby shit. But I had this blanket on me, ex- something external, okay, covering me. Yep. And it felt amazing in the way, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and like we're playing some music, and like Eli was on the bed, right? Fully clothed. Mm. Allegedly. We were not fully Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he was just, while I was talking and feeling amazing and talking to, to our, our video guy that was with us, right? I'm just like talking to him, telling him how I'm feeling because it felt good to talk about it. It sure. felt good to have this external like blanket on me. And then Eli was just chilling on the bed, like not laying down, but just like sitting up against the headboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So he's just kind of like sitting up on the headboard, just chilling. And he was just like kind of grabbing his shoulder a little bit and just kind of like feeling himself while the music was playing. And for the first time, I was like, well, the first thing I said was, hey, I want that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. And I was like, no, no, like I'm not, I wasn't making fun. Right. And for the first time, I was like, I just felt like I had a better understanding of I like it. I get it yeah. where joy comes from, mm-hmm. how we express it or internalize it, and like it's interesting because his his most of his tattoos are like undercover internal for him, sure. maybe they revealed, and then me, I'm just very visual and I'm very like I get a lot like putting into others puts into me, mm-hmm. but having that experience with him, it literally just made me understand. Just got it, yeah. yeah. Like no right or wrong, just mm-hmm. indifference, but like both both people. Talkative energy or internal. Yeah. It's the intent of who those people are that matter. Mm-hmm. You can be confident and getting after stuff, but still be very humble. Sure. And have a nothing but of a great intention for others. You can also be quiet and internal and be the most pretentious, non-humble motherfucker, but because you just don't externalize so a lot. Saying, yeah. No one knows you're an asshole because you don't say any less than an asshole, but I'm just saying, I'm like, not saying. it's not about what's on display that really expresses intent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, it just made me understand his and I's like dynamic and how we, we work so well together. Then we, right? then we FaceTime my wife and wife and made her show us a titty. <laughs> <laughs> I got to, I got to pick. And she was so cool. It was the most non-sexual thing that ever happened. She was just like excited. Cause I tried it for the first time. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was and, like, and her and I do it a couple times yeah, a year. So dude, what? you're in the club. Will. Oh, awesome. bro. It was awesome. But like, I never thought about, you know, drugs per se for growth. They were always just like things that can get you in a lot of trouble or hurt you. Or, negative, right? or like, yeah, people use them for recreation. If I'm like, nah, man, I already have fun. I don't need it for that. Like, but between that and then, you know, trying mushrooms before, nah, there's some cool yeah. growth that can happen. I'm kind of with you with on that. Cause I never needed it. Never thought it was cool. I'm opening up more and more to it and around the right people. Maybe I will. And I've heard a lot of good things from them, but I'm just, you know, yeah, I haven't done it yet. You know? As we were popping that pill, right? Like it almost went bad. Because as, oh, as I'm drinking the pill, Eli was like, we're all in this little circle. He hands me one. A little bit? No, oh, no, no, no. A little. Okay. He not hands that one, me not one. Not that one. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. <laughs> yes, that's that. He handed me one. He had our boy one. He took one. And then right as I swallow it, he goes, see you later. Oh, and drank fuck. his. And I was like, don't yeah. fucking say that. That's almost as bad as saying, oh, it's the wrong one. Yeah, that's pretty it's good. true, though. But like, yeah. I trust yeah. him. But, you know, but it was cool. Like, as far as like business wise, like for you mm-hmm. expanding, right? Like just yeah. kind of change the tone a bit. What do you struggle with now? Like where's your growth going? What do you struggle with? And I guess the second part to that would be like, what direction are you looking at taking business? Like, is it more of what? And I'm throwing another one on there. Okay. We didn't adjust what got you to your place that you're at now. Oh, great. Um, but man, throw that on. I just want to throw that on the pile. Cause I'm curious about that. 
So it's, I guess, sum it all up again. I don't want to lose train of all that. What got you to where you, where you are now? Yeah, what, 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 what sparked the change? Yeah. Just leaving line work, you mean? Yep. No, okay. no, no. From one place to the other. Oh, okay. like how I say yep. And I'm, yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I, 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 I hijacked your question. My apologies. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I see what you're saying now. So, yes, I left line work to become a financial advisor at Northwestern Mutual. While I was there, um, I slowly realized it probably wasn't the best place for me. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of little things kept happening, a lot of chinks in the armor. And I was really trying to lay back and, like, no, he's not. He's not doing that to me. That's not happening. This place is cool. This place is where I want to be. Can I, was, I can I butt in just real quick? Of course, because we talk about this in real estate. There's pros and cons to brokerages that are just black and white, but what matters most, people. Yeah. Who are you around, and who's setting you up for success and wants you to win? Because you can go win at any brokerage if you got the right people around you. Yeah. So like what you're talking about is like not even a, nor- a Northwestern Mutual thing per se. It's like no, potentially the people that were around you. And what it was is I was doing so well so quickly everyone's like oh attaboy attaboy nice job nice job it wasn't for a minute yeah well we'll get to that part so it was more or less i I didn't realize it in the moment they were giving me attaboys because of how well i was doing they weren't helping me get there Mm -mm. they're happy i was there but they have no fucking idea how they got how i got there and they would tell me that so the first thing that happened that kind of kind of chat my ass was that i was doing so well so quickly and they didn't understand how i was operating they said we love what you're doing Let's build you a team. You can have your own office because obviously whatever we're doing, we're not really, you know, not relevant to us. Yeah. You're, you're outgrowing our relevancy. We want to help you still. And maybe that's you getting your own team and you having your own office. Cause right now you're, I was working out of my house. Yeah. Um, so, okay, cool. Let's do that. And that was in February. And by the time I left in, in June, nothing had happened. But in between there, um, I talked to some buddies that may be interested in coming on board and got one person to come on board. And, um, He's ready to go, and slowly but surely, he starts getting attached to a different team. And it was like, huh, why is he on this guy's team? When I know I brought him in, the whole plan was for him to be on my team. And just like real estate, you get percentages of people underneath you. Yeah. And it's not so much to like <clears throat> take from them. It's like you're giving up your time to help them yeah. and develop them. 100%. So it's only right. It's a to, business, dude. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm bringing him into my – he's a lineman. I'm bringing him in directly into my warm market. The only way this works for me is if we end up – expanding and conquering more right and and otherwise if we're not on the same team now we're competing did he talk to you about oh he's my boy he told me what's going on so i knew did he end up going to the other team hold on we'll get there oh man i know i want the nut now i'm 39 bro so he knew 20 minutes so he he knew what was going on he called hey man this is fucked up i said absolutely made a phone call said this is this is fucked up and the first time i actually got visibly upset with my leadership and i was pretty much like the guy on his heels, trying to be cool. I know how I look. I know how I talk. I'm yeah. not trying to cause any waves. You compensate for I, it for a minute. I let it out. I said, this is fucking bullshit. You guys are coming at me, acting like I am like I don't know what's going on. I said, you promised me this. This is not happening at all. This is bullshit. Well, it's not It's not like that. It's not like that. Okay, it is like that. Yeah. So that's that gets me pissed off. Shortly after that, I'm on your podcast. Okay? That podcast airs. Oh, you were on before? Yeah. Man. Did, he, did it air? It did. It I feel did. like I had to deal with it some did. knuckleheads. I know you did. Yeah, so you did it airs, right? Gets on the air. It's great. Everyone loves it. I mean, you guys were telling me it was doing really well. Yeah. It was doing good. It was doing better than our Ryan Pineda episode, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was tracking. It was also the shirt I was wearing. It's not it's all probably the red, the red <laughs> shirt. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. I had pineapples on that. <laughs> so <laughs> they call me. Hey, take it down. What do you mean take it down? Take it down. You know, we'll have a meeting about this, but take it down. So we, we have a discussion. And, you know, what pissed me off about that whole thing was 
15 minutes of that was about money. Yeah. Most of it was my life story. And, there's some and there wasn't anything illegal. No. Everything they were talking about Correct. was just preferable to what exactly. they wanted. And I didn't learn. And I learned these yeah. things the hard way. So anyhow, long story short is I had a lot of personal shit in that first podcast. And I didn't, they didn't want to say that word to me. Hey, man, I didn't know you had to go through that. I didn't know you went through this. Good for you. And nothing. It was like, no. you fucked up here. You fucked up here. Can't have that. Take it down. So now you've got two strikes against me. And I'm like, that's how you guys are, huh? That's, that's a real, that's how you guys are about me. That's how you guys think of me. <clears throat> so in a mood, I get a phone call one day. And I'm thinking some guy had followed me on social media. And, and he, t- he hits me up, DMs me. Hey, man, let's have a meeting. Uh, love to hear what you're all about and whatnot. Cool. I'm thinking he wants to be a client. So I'm get my shit ready to go, get my laptop fired up. All my <laughs> shit. Like I got this, you know, I'm gonna, another deal I'm going to get. And this is awesome. I mean, I was, you know, pretty nice nah, recruiter. Yeah. So he calls me up and he starts talking. I hear the conversation shift and I was like, all right, dude, fuck it. Let's hear it. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not happy where I'm at. I know why you're calling. Let's hear it. And he goes, he's like, Whew. you hear him like, yeah. cause he was trying to play coy and good by him for not jumping into it. He didn't want to steal me. He wanted to feel me out. Was I, was I happy? You know, if I was happy, yeah. he probably left me alone. But what he goes, dude, I've heard all about you. Um, your name has been circling around the, the network and whatnot. I know, I've heard all about you. Now I've been following you on social media for a little while. Yeah. Saw you on the podcast. <clears throat> You'd be a great fit for us. I'd love to have you. Tell talk, talk about some numbers and whatnot. And um, I'm like, fuck it. I said, I'm pretty upset. Let's let's talk sooner than later. When can <laughs> yeah, we what's talk? the worst that could happen? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, this is Monday. He goes, I'm like, when can you meet? He goes, how about tomorrow? I said, done. Yeah. Drive down, talk to him, have a meeting. And um, three other guys from Northwestern previously were all in this room with me. Like, dude, we see where you're at. He goes, um, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically it was like, you're doing great. We can't believe your, the numbers. Because he heard about me, but I brought paperwork with me. Yeah. This is where I'm actually at. They're like, holy fuck. They're like, you're Will's friend? Fucking <laughs> hell. So the, the numbers I showed them, they're like going from, hey, we've heard about you. to holy fuck. No wonder we've heard about you. Yeah. Um, and they basically said, listen, dude. You're trending in a way we all were. The only difference between you and everybody else in this room is you got there in your first year. It took us five, six years to get to a point of we need to leave this place. Yeah, that was Eli Nine Real Estate. Yeah, so I smoked through it and I'm like, okay, cool. Now the next move is let's meet the big boss. He's flying in, met him Thursday. And um, I also made sure that the compliance guy was there. I said, part of the reason I'm upset is the compliance shit. I yeah. want whoever makes that decision <clears throat> to be at this meeting. 100%. Yep, because I want to tell them exactly what I'm planning on doing. Yep. And if there's any bullshit later on, we can just talk this. about it. Yep. yep. So I did. <clears throat> he goes, not a problem. Not a problem. They were laughing at the reason. Like, that's no, not a problem at all, dude. It's just preferable stuff, yeah. bro. It's like yep. the things that people get yeah. caught up in the weeds about. Yeah. So when I when I found out there wasn't going to be an issue, um, they also offered me a, a, a great deal to come over. And one of the cool things I'm, I'm probably most proud of is that they offered me a salary to come over. Yep. An unheard of amount of money for a commission only job. Yep. Right. So you offered me, I'm like, I was blown away. It was for two years, X amount per, for first year, X amount second year. <clears throat> and they're like, hey, you know, we know you don't know what to ask for. You're pretty new in the business. We, you know, you, we know you probably don't know your value, but we're going to tell you this is what we want to offer you. And I was like, holy fuck, that's awesome. I was, all I cared about was the, um, the freedom, the freedom, yeah, and in the the little things. Well, because you can go make money, man. Yeah. If you got your freedom and you've already proven, you can go make money. Okay, man, I can hunt. Yep. I'll, I'll do my thing. So Just don't fuck is, it up for me. Exactly. Stay yeah. out of my way. Help yeah. me where you can help me, but stay out of my way. They're like, we love it. Northwestern was like, hey, you got to this level. Um, cool. You're just a constant reminder there of what they're not doing, though. Yeah. Like there's this like friendly type of hate that you'll get where people, yeah, kind of like you ever have a manager, Eli. <clears throat> 
and you're just better at some things than they are, and they just know it's only a matter of time before you take over what they got. So they try to like mm-hmm. find some things you're doing wrong, and you're like, bro, that's my managing partner told me like, my uh, my days in the strip club are no longer. Yeah. I can't go there anymore. I can't hang out in those places. And one of my biggest clients will be from the strip club. Yeah, that's the difference of their mentality. Of you can't yeah. be seen in those places. I'm like, some people make a lot of money. Some people are good dudes. They just want yeah. to hang out in a strip club and talk business versus a steakhouse. What's mm-hmm. the fuck? What's the difference? Who cares? You could have steak at a strip club. Bingo. Right? Yeah. yeah. Apparently, so they're the, good too. The point, <laughs> the point is, like, these guys are so narrow minded and so didn't see didn't see me. Like you say, they didn't see yeah. me. Here I, I am like, thinking ecstasy was cool. Like, wait, you could have steak. <laughs> Oh, what? Right, right. Are they serving fish too? <laughs> hey, I want to get to that. Uh, I finish up the story before I forget. <laughs> I know, I know. I so the, my, my proudest moment of this negotiation <laughs> that was almost a non-negotiation because they just threw the kitchen sink at me and said, we love you. Come on over. Yeah. It was great. But I want to bring my buddy on this whole thing. I'm trying to bring my buddy with me. And Oh, this is the part I've been wanting. Yeah. So basically there's like, hey, you know, I said, I've been talking up this other place for three months and telling him we're going here, we're going here, we're going here. Yeah, the last second he goes, I'm like, we're going here instead. So he's freaking out. He's like, dude, what do you mean? We're, I'm quitting my job. I'm changing my life. We're going to go here. And now you're telling me that's, that place sucks. We're going to go here? So I tell them that. I'm like, how about my second year salary you were going to offer me? You cut that in half and give it to him in his first year. So he's got something in his first year, a little blanket, a little cushion, a little reassurance. And I don't need this money anyway. I mean, money, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't need it. I was yeah. doing fine without it. I can sacrifice that and, and put it up here. Give him half of it, right? <clears throat> he sat back. He's like, I like that. He goes, that's awesome. It's pretty noble of you. He goes, in less than an hour, I'll be able to make some phone calls and find out if that second year is still on the table for you. He goes, we love it. Done. So that was it. And then 30 minutes later, he calls me. He goes, year two is still on. You're good. Welcome. So Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was pretty happy that I did that for my buddy because, like, hey, made him. Is he transition. fucking work? So he, he did come with you? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. And he's working hard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grinding? Yeah. yeah, it's like, and I don't mean to bad talk your buddy. I don't know no, the guy. But I've just run into this saying of, like, no good deed goes unpunished. <clears throat> like, you can only help people to a certain level yeah. before you have to. And I'm not saying your buddy specifically. I'm just sure. It triggered a thought in me where it's like, yeah. I've wanted, I, I've believed in people so much where I've literally put such an opportunity on the table to help them make that possible that all it does is is get reversed. Yeah, I'd say that there's a learning curve with me on that because... I have this mentality of, or had this mentality of, if, if I did it, anybody can do it. Yeah, we right? talked about that today, yeah. yep. And I, I probably um, didn't make it easy on him by doing that, have that mentality. I probably should have made it seem harder for him because he's not doing, he's not struggling, but he's not doing as well as, as I think he thought he could do or as, as maybe he thought he would do, right? I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're still working through that, but like me painting this picture of, ah, oh, fuck, it'd be fine, right? That's probably wasn't good no. on my part, you know. I just, <clears throat> Something that we've gotten to good be at. humble. Yeah, hundred like, percent. You know. Something Elon and I've got gotten good at is like anything we've become successful at, we start creating training systems and processes mm-hmm. to have a framework of people to follow. I can't train what I do. I don't, right? I don't know how the fuck I do. Oh, I do. there is. There's <laughs> like whatever conversation you have with clients yeah. that discovery call. Yeah, I know. There's different things that you hit in that call that could be some framework for the call, right? I, I know. I'm, I'm Oh, joking. okay. Yeah. That's what you learn. No. But we try to do that, and then we and then we start pouring that into people that we believe in, and then we watch the ROI create. And if it's there, and if it's there for several, now we're like, okay, it's it's, du- it's yeah. duplicatable. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we're and then you keep refining. But that that was the one jump that we did as far as like just knowing that before we try to rush in and train people on things, it's like let's have this, let's have this framework 
some general step-by-step, some, some progression from start to finish. Let's have systems and processes in play. Let's guide them through the entire thing. And if we can get some ROI out of it, sure. okay, we'll take it to scale. We'll take it to the market, mm-hmm. like our YouTube course. We had a ton of people. We were training and teaching YouTube before we ever actually put like a it into a release, course. Like a, like a trail trial. We, did all, we were yeah. training people without a course. Mm-hmm. Then we made the course and gave it to a couple folks for free okay. to do to see where the, the ROI was, see where we could make some things better. And then once those improvements were made, then we went to the market with okay. our course. Yeah. Make sense? So, like, mm-hmm. it's just that. We just have to follow that play. But, dude, I, like Eli, I'll tell you, I get excited about people, man. Yeah. And I kind of like to get excited about people. It's, it's fun, but, like, we still got to run the play. Sure. And yeah. making sure that it's not just excited. You don't want to not get excited and be jaded and be that old crusty fuck, right? You don't want to do that. You want to no. believe in people and... You want them to do well, and you want what's best. And, you, you want and to for believe- every handful of people, there's one or two. Yeah, yeah. You want to believe that that's the, that's the norm is people are good. Yeah. And people are shitty, not the norm, right? Yep. And that's, but sometimes it, the numbers don't always play out that way, and it, it, bother, it bothers me anyway. You know? What's the biggest upset or biggest struggle you've had so far? I've had people close to me that um, didn't think they needed life insurance, and it's like, okay, or they didn't trust it. Certain thing I took personal. And it was like, it was, a, it was a family, very close to the family. Um, and it, what it bothered me is like, maybe just, they didn't see the value in it. And I don't think I, maybe I didn't explain it well enough, but I yeah. know that I did. And it was just a, uh, a fam- I don't know, it's a weird family thing. I just didn't want to do it. And I'm like, okay, so when you're, if you're gone and you have three kids at home and a stay-at-home mom, who's going to, who's paying the bills here? Because I've seen this scenario play out before and, I've, and I don't like it. Yeah, so that, and, it, and it was such minimal money. And it was like it, that bugged me. How much money is it for people to do it? It could be as little as as twenty bucks a month, you know. And it's a substantial amount of money payout that covers. Now, people who make more money need a little bit more. Maybe it's fifty bucks, right? Yeah, that's just the basic term side. How of much? It. How much is life insurance for me? Um, depends if, if it's term for you with your net worth, just guessing, spitballing, probably less than a hundred a month, you know, just to cover. A substantial a payout, you know. One now, what what do we do dollars. if we have like a the homicidal wife? <laughs> Double down. <laughs> you don't make her the beneficiary. Megan, <laughs> Megan. Literally just make last it, night. Make him the literally yeah. last night, Megan was coming at me, and I was like, I don't have life insurance. I don't have life insurance. <laughs> oh, that was, was she? yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, oh well, let's do tell. Um, Is it a good story or a get you in trouble story? He's still here. It's got to be. Um, it's got to be somewhat good. No, yeah, it's a it's a get me in trouble story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say that, that's that's the hard one. I'm not oh, learning shit. that hey, maybe it's not for some people. And when I know it is, and it bothers me that I may have to, I know these kids. And you can't necessarily just buy that for them no. because of like uh, uh, ethics or you have to be. It's called um, insurability or um, fuck, I'm drawing a blank. But after, there has to be a reason for it, family yeah, or yeah. business. You can't partner. just go buying people life insurance. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with like real estate. Like we could pay for clients like inspections. Mm. But the gray area is <clears throat> if they end up having buyer's remorse or something goes wrong with this house after they close on it mm. and they they say that like, well, I just felt like my realtor was like pressuring me. I was yeah. coerced into yeah. buying a home. Yeah, yeah, like they paid for my inspection. They paid yeah. for this. Like meanwhile, you're just trying to be nice because nice maybe they couldn't afford it or yeah. they didn't want an inspection. Or you're like, no, we're getting one. It keeps the deal alive, right? But no yeah. good deed goes on. Like yeah. that'll come back. And dude, there's been people that we had in an old brokerage where the guy literally got sued. And part of the lawsuit was like, that was of concern, was like, well, why did you pay for their inspection? And it's like, because I'm a good dude. Yeah. True, but like now it's being used, right? So there's got to be some issues. ethics. 
yeah, or, or just etiquette, right? Where you can't yeah. just like, hey, dude, you're an idiot. I'm just going to buy it for well, you. Sometimes I've had another tough thing that's happened to me is guys will get declined for mm. either uh, criminal background, driving background, or just health, right? And it's like. Because you got to get like a physical for it or what? Yeah, you got to get a physical for it. Ew. Yeah. You have to get drug tested. Yes. Oh, but God damn it. Uh, <sighs> there might be ways around that. We'll see. Okay. Okay. I wasn't always a fan. <laughs> Tony will peanut. So the one time. That's not that. It's more like, you know when the test is coming, right? Yeah. The, the one time I did. <laughs> that's, that's what I mean by that. Oh, it's the NFL. Great. I yeah. do need to talk to you about life insurance. But yeah. the last time that I went and like, because I did have it for a span. Sure. And they had to do a little physical. Mm-hmm. I intentionally like couldn't smoke weed for yep. months. Right. Yep. But then on some like interview thing, it did come up that like I do smoke. Right. Or, sure. or they and somewhere along the line, they made me put down that I I, I smoke tobacco. Weird. Okay. And I was like, and you do or you don't? I don't. Okay. No, I don't. Not. But at they all. didn't have a bo- they didn't have a bubble for weed. And they apparently didn't like <clears throat> so that. So they or just something. chalk it up at that. So they where, when? You when? They, no, when? I, no, I, no, no, no. It was just extra. I had to pay extra. When are you fucking motherfuckers in insurance gonna get what? modern to to psilocybin and marijuana and treat this medicine? <laughs> How about this? Fucking... How about BMI? That's yeah, BMI is the biggest bullshit I ever, bro. I get a so Ooh, there's yeah. gold, silver, bronze rating, and they're, they're all labeled different things every company. Yeah, I get a bronze rating because of my BMI. BMI needs to go and away. And I get a fat I fuck. Fucking hate it. You'd be the same way. You might get worse. Yep. I got a fat neck. I get away with it. And it's, well, they measure. Well, one thing at Penn, which I do love, they measure your chest. Yeah. So so if your chest is bigger than your belly, you get a better rating versus it all. It's a mathematical. We did it in the Marine Corps. Yep. Yeah, so if you were a, like me being six foot, you couldn't be over. I think it was like one ninety five yep. or two hundred five, yeah. <clears throat> and I was two ten or two nine. When yep. I was an instructor, I was two nineteen. Yeah, and they would measure your neck and your chest and your mm-hmm. stomach, and then they would do this little mathematical equation. Go, all right, you're fourteen percent. Yeah, credit fat, so for fine. your chest being bigger. Right. Well, they would run a little math, and as long as you're under a certain body sure. fat percentage, sure. then you're fine. And Penn does that when they underwrite Penn does because I had, I had it to me, so that helps. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Other hard times would be when. You know, um, do they frustrating? Like, but here's the thing: do they do they like run checkups every year? No, Mm-mm. no. Once you're in, you're in. That's the cool part. That, yeah, but it's also the hypocritical fucking part. Yep. I know. Well, those motherfuckers are just nah, getting fucking. Yes and no. You think if they're fat, they're fat. Well, you can you can improve your rating. I think like insurances would save a lot of money if like once a year they go, oh, you're. You're now uh, so doing a ton of drugs. So with cops, dude, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same shit, right? But, but at least cops have to run a physical every six months. They got to hop they the fence. They, they got to run it. Do they actually do it? Well, because they, they got to hop over a fence and to the box of donuts or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there's make fun of it. There's still something. <laughs> got to get there right now. There's still there. no. And don't get me wrong. Like, that's a whole other podcast of like yeah. where I was, you know, upset with like just tactical yeah. proficiency. Hundred percent. So the, and will they will they deny people for like weed? No. No, they won't. You'll get a, maybe a rating. That's all. Like I said, go gold, silver, bronze. You just got to pay more. Yeah, but here's the thing. If we, so there's two types of life insurances, and I fucking got in trouble for saying that last time. There's generally speaking, there's two big broad types. There's sure. types within types, but there's term, which is what we're talking about, which you'll pay more for the same coverage. Or there's whole life, which you're going to be using in a total different way. You're right. using that to build equity and, and use it. That doesn't matter. If you get a rating for that, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. all it does is drop your death benefit, which we're not worried about anyway. We're structuring it to build cash. And the way that I structure it with extra cash, it doesn't matter. But if matter. you die, you should be worried about your death benefit, right? That's what we add a little bit of term to that. Oh, mm-hmm. got it. So we're going to supplement that. The, the whole life literally is not. If I die, Eli funds my family. Mm-hmm. By your business or what? Well, there's buy-sell agreements. If Eli dies, I fund his family. 
right? Sure. Essentially, yeah. I wouldn't not take care of your family. Yeah, yeah. Well, we still have an income-producing business together as partners. Here's, uh-huh. here's, a, here's a thing you guys probably haven't thought about, though. With business partners, we'll do what's called a key man policy. So let's say you pass away, mm-hmm. right? Now your estate will probably end up going to your wife, right? Now he's in business with your wife. Yeah, right. Yeah, you may not the business. You may not. My wife. You may not like that. Probably be better. No, she's really not. smart. That's fair. <laughs> Gen- <laughs> Use generalities yeah, here okay, to explain case on the topic. Jesus. <laughs> like my kids. <laughs> I'm just skirting the edges yeah, of not I saying know. too much I insurance. Know. I know. So what I'm getting at is, he now is in business with your wife, and he may or may not like that. With your situation, it may work. Most business partners don't want to be in business with their wife. No. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you take that cash payout that goes to him. He now has that money to buy out your equity. Mm, so then I buy, buy so the now business. Now he has 100% of the business. If she him. lets you. No. If it's an agreement, it's called a buy-sell agreement. Yeah. Those get it, it, it'd be like a joint tenancy or tenants in common. The other thing shit. is yeah. typically most spouses would rather have that cash mm-hmm. versus taking and running the business. Well, right. okay, you want to run the business? This is your duties of running the business. Here's what's funny about our spouses. He literally married me, female version, yeah. and I am with yeah. female version yeah. of him. Yeah, when he talks to Kate, he listens to her. <laughs> she listens to him. Yeah, yeah. And they're having this little friendly conversation about like code and websites. I'm like, oh, you guys would be the boringest fucking, fucking yeah. Just yeah. little look, look at you guys just getting along, Ned Flanders and, and whoever the work. fuck. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, probably wouldn't work. <clears throat> no. But that's that's one thing we do life insurance for too, is is not everyone has a the business relationship you guys have. Right. Mm-hmm. Most people don't. Mm-hmm. So when you have that policy, it's very inexpensive. Elon and I spit on our hands. Yeah, but that's a handshake deal, man. Yeah. No, no, no. We didn't shake hands. We spit on our hands and we you ever heard? You ever heard of docking? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. When he's like, got have a skin though. <laughs> we're just like tomb, yeah, we're like no, tombstone man. If you went down, it's like I'm just gonna provide there. Yeah, no problem. Yep. And, and and with us, it's so. it's recurring revenue, right? So yeah. it's it's yeah. a little bit. Yeah, we have things situation. that are like between our our personal production and then you know sure. ref share and things like that. Like we can make sure it's it's allocated yeah. appropriately. And even so, like all those things you guys are talking about adding a little bit of money and expense out of your pocket would just make all those things better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not gonna miss. Not going to turn down a few million bucks if you're paying a hundred bucks a month to yeah. have that, dude. It's like steaks okay, in how, strip clubs. Well, think about money. this: how much time are you going to take off work if he's gone? Probably a little bit. It's not going to. It's not going to rebound. Yeah. yeah, no, he wouldn't miss there's, a day. There's, well, there's time that you're going to take. Brother, I worked the day my mom passed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. to, but to get in no, systems and a new person to in hire, place. Right. To, yeah, and then most people don't think about that. Like, oh, cool, we have business partners. We're good. Hundred miles an hour building the business. Well, yeah. fuck. What if? If the dude is you better not be conjuring it. shit into this fucking building right now. Oh shit! Everyone, stop at the red lights. You did just own. say you were driving one ninety in the yeah. I think you said, I said that. When did I say that <laughs> on <laughs> air? Was that, that, that was uh, I said that on air. No, 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 no. kilometers. Oh, yeah. so allegedly, allegedly. So That's what I said. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> I did not say that. Oh, when I was watching a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt like you were going one ninety. That's one of those F one simulators. I think. Yeah, motherfucker. Where are you going with your business now? Is it more? Is it bigger. more insurance? More is it is it mile deep focused on that? Like yeah. cars are cool, you keep them, but you're not trying to scale that. No. Real estate's cool, not necessarily trying to scale that. Like it's like, hey, I want to go a mile deep with this. Yes. In what fashion? Like, are you bringing people onto your team? Are you just doing more transactions? I'm trying to go into, um, more higher net worth net worth clients, but also keeping a still a backbone of blue collar. Mid volume. Yeah. I was kind of doing too high volume before. I need to go more mid volume, higher level. And because like simple thing happened even today, um, I had a client where I had a meeting with him, 
supposed to follow up. Got busy, got busy. We both got busy. Reached back out to him. He goes, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's like, that's my bad. But most of that came from the volume I'm doing. He got busy. I got busy. It happens. But if I was, you know, had less volume, maybe I had more time for that guy, right? Who knows, right? But that's where the guy on your team comes exactly. to play. Yeah. That's for like, like for him and I, like if we're, mm-hmm. if there's transactions that are like 800 or below, mm-hmm. we've got agents that work with us. Yeah. That are taking on a lot of those tasks for that one. Yep. And that's price increases and people just expect willing like we just yep. handle that differently, right? So sure. that's I'm where like a guy. To navigate that and then. Um, but it's hard, right? Because like if it's your buddy or something. I still want to help people, right? Yeah. You want to help. I don't care if it's 50 bucks a month. That's that's yeah. what they're paying. That nets me, you know, whatever. I want to help them because I know that's important. Yeah. It's hard to turn that off when I have another client over here who's going to do a lot more. And it's the same amount of time. For the, for the transaction. Yeah, and it's like, man, I still care for this guy. Yeah. I'm not trying to gauge it off of just a number thing, but yeah. in business, you kind of have to yeah, I know. gauge That's it off the of numbers. Part, I want to make an impact in the industry. I hate seeing the GoFundMe pages. That's my biggest, what keeps me up at night, is when a lineman puts up a fucking GoFundMe page. It's like, dude, I know how much money you make. I know how much money you waste just by knowing the trade you're it's in. It's that, because linemen make good money. Yeah. It's like, dude, Across the board of blue-collar work. And don't get me wrong, it's fucking hard work. It's the top. So yeah. I'm not saying they're not worth no, the money. I, I agree. But they make good money. It's where, like, you think they they could put some away. And it's that much more asinine when it doesn't happen. It's like, yeah. dude, how are you begging for thirty grand? In it's the behavior, right? Because yeah. like we're spending what exactly what we make. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I would say that even those guys can afford this, and, and they just don't have the time. They don't have the attitude for it. They just, or they don't, don't believe know. in it, or because yeah. who who doesn't want to do twenty bucks a month? Right. Exactly. Or I don't want I don't want you guys finger popping my asshole. Yeah. Or you know, there's all the unfortunate part where guys just can't pass it, or they've gotten a recent DUI, or felony or whatever that, yeah. that that precludes you for a while too you so. think there'd be an industry or like a player in your industry that was like we'll take them all you had a dui <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll take, take you yeah because the odds I know. are probably still pretty good yeah i agree i agree you think that they would recognize that and unfortunately clean up on that people right. in dui accidents like it's typically the the gentleman that mm-hmm. i mean i don't know how that works with insurance so like if you commit a crime so you don't, there's two ways you won't get paid out at least the company i work for is if you die committing a felony yeah, or if you die killing yourself within 12 months. So suicide within 12 months or die. They give up suicide after 12 months though. Totally fine. Send it. What? So I have some dark fucking friends that will call me and say, is my, what's my clock looking like? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, don't put that on me, dude. And then when I switch companies, but then you tell them, I would switch companies when I switched from Northwestern to Penn, Northwestern was 12, 24 months. Penn is 12 months. So some of the guys were like, I'm not starting over my clock. I'm not fucking doing that. I'm like, well, it's only 12 months over here. Oh, okay. Shit. I actually stepped ahead a little bit. Yeah. I was like, God damn, you guys are fucking dark. You're like, do we need to get together? There man? This, you go and, there's like three, and there's three of the guys that I actually generally concern, concerned about. Yeah. Like, I'll check on them when wars pop off in places. Dark humor is like, there's just like, a place for it, man. There is. And like, it, they know what they can talk to me. And it's 100%. not, I, I don't really worry about those guys. A lot like, of people don't understand it. Right. But there's sure. like, there was this comedian on Instagram today I was watching and he was talking about like how he went to rehab. And um, one of his buddies came up to him and he's like, um, like, hey man, like I see you doing so good. And like, man, you're really like making a lot of strides. But listen, don't. Take suicide off that. the table. I just saw that. <laughs> really? yeah. I saw that. Dude. And the comedian just expressed like how much laughter, yeah, came from that, and yeah. how it was actually healing to just, mm-hmm. oh, of course, be human for a fucking minute. And, like, yeah, yeah. everyone else, everyone else is not saying that. Everyone's yeah. just shying away from that. And yeah, yeah, you just fucking call it out and joke around with the guys. So how do you go after higher net worth? 
folks? Like what? The Lambo like, helps. I does mean, it really? Yeah. And it's it's a weird thing. Because some people might think, God, dude, you're just trying to get more of my money. No, because no? people, nah, people that are in that, there's a lot of rich people that don't know how to use life insurance or don't have it. They think that their business is their inheritance or they think that mm-hmm. um, they don't need they don't need it or they don't mm-hmm. understand how they can use it. How, man, if you had an extra, if you can build equity and you can use this cash in your business, fuck, I, I could use that. Yeah. Like, why did I do that? So that when I, when I educate them on it, it's like, Oh, I need this. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful. That's helpful. And I, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't attack them. I don't try to say, Hey, I'm only talking to you cause you have more money. It's just, it's a natural, I'm in your circle now we're hanging out and it's, it's just, I don't know. It's pretty yeah. natural. It doesn't come off. <clears throat> and it's a pretty low buy-in. It does not cost much, dude. It's it's whatever you can put in, you're going to get back. You're not paying for anything. You're just repositioning money. So yeah. when I explain that to them, it's hey, it's also taxable. It's a taxable advantage. Now you're all this money in here is growing tax free. All business owners hate fucking paying taxes. Everyone hates paying taxes, but especially entrepreneurs and and business owners like well, less taxes on my money. I can and I can grow it and I can use it to buy more shit and within my business, it's going to be tax free. Let's let's hear it. And yeah. Once they invite that conversation, it's it's a it's a very easy thing to explain to people and they want it you know i married a jew yeah the, the one yeah. that doesn't get it I know. i've heard it from megan too she's like i married the one like broke jew that there is like, God <laughs> damn. Jew, Jesus. yeah here's where i'm over too right i got the super hot chick yeah doesn't cook much <laughs> no she does do more and she's good you know yeah yeah, yeah. but doesn't cook much yeah you're like ah that was it mm. and then him it's like oh like like Good looking, takes care of himself. Just like, oh no, he's the one that doesn't want to oh, manage the money. I'm like, well, we gonna leave it up to me. Don't fucking leave it up to me, dude. Don't, don't. Yeah. Oh, God. No, I know. You're like, hey, how do you like? Oh man, but he, he's getting better. Yeah, I forced him into the position. It's like, hey, we're learning. Yeah, I just stopped looking. You, you have to do this. Yeah, come on, man. It's literally in your blood. And I get it. No man. Oh shit. Been fun. Yeah. Super excited. Anything specific you want to give listeners, man, that you think is important or, and obviously we're going to put all your contact information as far as yeah. your, your social medias and all that stuff. And this will get snipped up and all yep. your social yep. things like that. But anything specific you want listeners to know about you or how they should contact you if they're just listening to this podcast where they can get some advice. Cause real talk, right? All yeah. jokes aside that we had today, whether you're law enforcement or, you know, and a first responder, whether you're a veteran, a lineman, <clears throat> doesn't matter. We have a listeners and a lot of blue collar folks that listen to this and like, Hey, all jokes aside, there's an extraordinary opportunity to use life insurance a certain way that yep. you're kind of mentioning today, but not going into detail. Sure. <clears throat> there's a way they can use it. And then there's also just a way of like just setting their family up for success. If for some reason something happens and with, when it comes to first responders, you don't need to hear it from me. There's guys in the first responder world that got hurt or killed in the line of duty. And then how they're taken care of is, is not necessarily how you might think. Yep. <clears throat> so having some of your own. Yep. Is still not a bad idea. So all jokes aside, right? Like if you're listening to this and you feel like you can have that, we're gonna make sure you've got some some links below and some contact information for for Anthony. But anything else you want to add? That's the biggest thing, man. It's like I think someone may have been you. Like respect yourself and your family enough to, to get it. It's yeah. that easy. And it's man, if you're 30 years old or 20 years old, don't think you're too young because one unexpected deaths happen. Right. That's one thing. The other thing is it gets harder and harder to get as you get older and more yeah. expensive. You can also get it when you're young, get it for your kids, man. That, that's, I don't know. I, my kids all got it. And that's the coolest thing you can do for your kids is get one for your kid. And then that kid will grow up with six figures of money to decide what he wants to do at 21. Damn. It could be college. It can be. And now he can finance it himself exactly. instead of having like that terrible you tuition can, loan. You can gift that to him. <clears throat> so yeah. this is what I've done for you. This is now yours. This is your legacy. So, 
That's that's the easiest thing to tell people is like, man, dude, Eli, instead of you and I getting fingers in our asses, let's get life insurance for our kids. I'm not even getting a finger in my ass. I pay extra for that if you guys want it. That's part of my. I mean. I'm open. I got a group plan. Can you guys tell like secretly <laughs> I, I want it? I just like, oh no. I usually find the doctor with the biggest hands in the county. Yeah, like send them your way. Hey doc, you're not gonna. Did, did, did you run this by the compliance guy when you were going through your interview? Like, hey dude, I'm gonna be talking about hands in my asshole. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I just said, got, man. Got the it, green light. Make it work, man. There we go. A lot of no, fun. I said, yeah, just have a conversation with me because maybe there's the off chance it doesn't work for you, but chances are. Number one thing yeah. when it comes to financials and everything, right, that I recommend for folks is like, you don't have to have your mind made up before you make the call. Yeah, right. If you're curious, just have the conversation. Eli will tell you this. Dude, I'm so curious about so many things, mm. and I'll have the conversation, and it, it'll either take me closer to it or yeah. not. But either way, like, <clears throat> I never think I have to have my mind made up before, before I make a yeah. call. So if you guys are thinking about this, if you're curious, you don't have to have your mind made up. Maybe you do. That's cool, too. But if you don't, just get more information specific to your scenario because – that's where you can talk a lot more specific is when Definitely. you're actually meeting yeah. with someone in private about their circumstance and what they would like to do. That's where you can really go a mile deep yeah. with that. So if you guys are even curious about it, just make sure we're throwing, we're throwing that, that contact out. And if we can help you, if you, if for some reason you can't find Anthony's number, hit myself or Eli up, we'll make sure we throw it away. It's mm-hmm. throw it out there. It's yeah. the and, one, the one wrap up I'll say is the one thing I do get from some people is like, I've already got a plan. It's been set up since XYZ. Oh, yeah. It's like <clears throat> the way the life insurance we haven't really talked about a whole lot. That whole life policy that's been set up before, that's where I shine. And most of them are not set up right. right. They're set up to perform for the agent and set up to perform long term. But in that short term, which we're trying to capitalize on is our youth, I shine. And I haven't not beat a policy yet. So nice. if you already have one, hear me out. We'll look at it. And if it's good, man, I'll, let you, I'll tell you, hey, man, this thing's kick ass. Good job. Yeah. Tell your buddy, great. But chances are it's not, and we can fix it, and you can be on your way better. You know, love it, and we can let you know our favorite strip club where we can meet at. Right? Let's Steaks, go. And Let's strip go, baby. clubs, buddy. Yeah, life insurance here. Yeah, I'm eating a steak. Where do I sign, yeah. do I sign it? Any singles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Friday, guys! Hey, listen, we'll be back next Friday. We'll have another show for you. I know um, we're trying to get these these out every week and having some fun with it. A lot of times it's just myself and Eli, but having some some friends of ours that we just value a lot that we want to. Devon podcast is, is important, but Eli is going to, man, Eli is so good at getting these podcasts uploaded right away. Absolutely oh, crushes it. Listen, dude, absolutely. If there's one thing he does, but it's, it's how well he just runs our business. This no, man. First tier leadership right here. This, this <laughs> is exactly you do what's so going good. On. That I don't want to do it. So I'm going to tell you how good you do. So or like reminding him yeah. to make sure this gets yeah. uploaded. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he yeah. does a great job, hey, man. Like, sure. yeah. Dude, we're growing a ton too. And like, I'm out there speaking and doing all this cute shit, but oh, yeah. it, it really like, it brings back a lot of stuff. Yeah of courses or group training and Eli's got to chop that up and organize it, making sure that platforms are appropriate for us to go execute on. And <clears throat> don't know how I could do it without it, man. It I really allows you to keep going. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh bro. If I, if it wasn't for Eli, man, I'd be a part of some corporation where I just would be within something trying to make it happen. So count much down, love, bro. Down your suicide much love to you guys. I know that. Too. I was going to hit you up about that later. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Gonna <laughs> I'm <stuff>? just kidding. <laughs> Not <laughs> now, at least like now until the payout's there or my wife is going to kill me. It's one of those. Well, thanks so much for fucking having Do they have good investigation, like, if they suspect, like, spousal homicide? Eli, if you I, kill yourself, I'll I fucking kill you. I think she's probably still going to get paid. That money goes on her commissary in prison. She's ramen noodles and earplugs or whatever she gets. Yeah. Could prison. you imagine, like, Fall that off. happens and you're, like, on your way to the afterlife and then, like, I just snatch you back in? <laughs> What's the matter with you, man? You're back. Oh, shit. <clears throat> got you we back. got shit to do. 
Case, no, we, do, we, we, do, we do, we no. do, we do, we do. All jokes aside, man, like suicide's a real thing. We have that with yeah. like military and I, I hate joking about it. It's more of well, a it's just dark, dark humor. humor. Yeah. It's just you gotta get yeah. some laughs out of things and, and a lot yeah. of our listeners understand that and, and now we've dealt with a ton of it in military. Uh, my best friend did it three years ago, still fucks with me. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know? So but I joke about lightheartedness. Well, it, you know? sometimes it just kind of like I guess smooths your edges on a Friday, Eli. There you go. Something like that. There you go. Love you boys. Appreciate you guys. Happy Friday, we'll get out of here. All right. Day one dollar zero. Out of here.